Tone. Wisdom shared by the housewives and the occasional house husband of Scotland in the pages of the Sunday Post in the 1950s. Whatever will we make of it today? Hello and welcome to the next episode of Pass It On Podcast with Chris and Steve and I. And we are joining you from a very sunny Scotland this week, aren't we guys? I'm literally in my garden. I'm actually quite bronzed. There are birds singing around me. There, there, there might be a lawnmower at some point, I'm not sure. Or somebody arguing over a, a neighbourhood fence. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the garden. It's lovely. It's lovely. Lovely. Very good. Good. What are we doing this week, Steve? We are, um, because we're still in lockdown... Mm-hmm. We are going to talk about things or the way that children were amused at home in the 1950s. Oh, very idea. good. And I hope we might, our parents or grandparents of today, might get a notion of how to amuse their children. Are, are we convinced that this will definitely work? You can try it out, Chris, and let us know. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, one of the, the, the three of us who has a four and a half year old at home, so yeah. I'll, um, I'll get her to report back. <laughs> right, but we'll start... Yep. Yeah. Jingle me, Chris. Safety first. There's no crying over spilt ink if you put the ink bottle inside a deep dish or bowl when the children are writing at the table. V. Stapleton, 6 Thornwood Gardens, Glasgow. Does Ada have a fountain pen or a quill? <laughs> she does not. She had neither of those things. I thought, though, it might, um, it might be that they were, if they were painting, if you put mm. the paint pot inside yes. another bowl it might help That's no I think true. it's a good idea actually and even though it actually reminded me I remember when I was at high school I would I would paint with inks um, uh, give a very yeah. sort of deep vibrant colours gorgeous very expensive thing to do because obviously ink is very expensive um, but it did remind me of that and it did make me think um, maybe I should do something similar with Ada, but with something not quite so uh, staining. <laughs> we did actually buy, yeah, you yeah. can buy a kind of pen called a Posca pen, with which you can write on glass. So our um, living room window is currently covered with uh, original Ada artwork. And we did, once in this lockdown, we've had um, my in-laws uh, visit to drop off some stuff. And obviously all precautions were observed, um, but mm-hmm. they, didn't, they didn't come in the house, we didn't meet. So Ada and her grandma were on opposite sides of a window and they were playing knots and crosses through the window Aww. with a Posca pen. <laughs> it was quite cute, but nice. also utterly, utterly tragic. Aww. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. cute. That's, I don't feel like that's the worst tip you've ever given, Steve. Ooh. Needs a little bit Praise of... indeed from Connie. <laughs> a little bit of bending, perhaps. While I'm on a roll, hit me again. Pen holder. Use an old flower vase as a pen and pencil holder then there's no difficulty for the children to find a pencil. Mrs. J.B. Harrower, 13 Ellingown Terrace, The Inch, Edinburgh. I think this has been superseded by inventions. You do now get um, pen holders and such like. Pencil such like fripperies. My, my son made several at Techie at school. Used to be my favourite thing at the start of each like new school year to go and get like your school bag and your pencil case and like your new stationery. It never quite took the sting out of it, they did it. It never quite no. was enough to make up for the fact that you're about to go back to school. To school. My mum and dad were both teachers and um, they used to get increasingly irate. You know how people get irate about Christmas stuff appearing in shops in like October? Mm-hmm. They used to get yeah. furious because as soon as the schools broke up for summer, pretty much you'd start to see um, back to school promotions in CNA mm. and BHS. And they used to get really furious. Like, I'm, I'm just, I've just gone on holiday. 
Stop <laughs> doing, doing the back to school stuff. Yeah, that's oh, true. Either of you old enough to have gone and bought a metal tin that contained a protractor yes. and yes, a compass? Yes, I've had one of them. I love They're that. still a thing. Are they compasses? Uh, compasses and protractors and like With the spike r- rulers the that would fold in half. Yeah. yeah. I love Connie's there's still a thing as if some, somehow geometry <laughs> and everything has <laughs> dropped out of fashion. <laughs> well, so you could probably get an app for that. <laughs> there are still exactly. 360 degrees in a circle. My God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's a good tip. I mean, in fairness, um, why, I'm not sure why that had to be invented particularly. No, like, like, um, surely it's just it's putting pens in a in a jar. When I was yeah. a small child, I do not remember ever seeing anywhere one of these pen holder type things that was just for children, a plastic mm. sort of beaker thing. Mm. It's actually it's difficult to sort of get your head around that these didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell you what, though, I'll try another one. I'm going to up the cuteness factor on this, right? Mm-hmm. For an egg cup. Serve a boiled egg to a young child in a doll's teacup instead of an ordinary mm. egg cup. The child mm. can then hold the handle as no, and is not so likely to burn his fingers. Mrs. Murdoch, 7 Ogilvy Terrace, Edinburgh. That's well, that's very cute. That is very cute. Yeah, that's nice, isn't it? Mm. I love a dippy egg in soldier. When I was a kid, my mum, if I was unwell, used to make for me the fabled dish of egg in a cup. Oh my god! Just, uh, I was thinking about this the other night. So <laughs> good. Yeah, like a but, so. So you just you, you boil an egg, soft boil an egg, or you know, medium boil an egg, and then mm-hmm. break it into a cup, and then put in some butter and mash it all up, and then dip in soldiers. But but I could never I could never master it the way my mum did. And we keep saying that next time we're down visiting my folks, we must get my mum to show us how to, how she used to make egg in a cup. Yeah, there's like a balance. There is a balance, definitely. <laughs> I have never heard of this thing. What? You've never had egg in a cup? Has Steve, no, have you ever had um, uh, cake in a cup? I've seen, actually, we own a mug that has the uh, instructions for making a cake in it. And has it never been deployed? Uh, not by me, no. But it has been, <laughs> my daughter has done it. But it tells it's pretty you magical. It, it is, yeah. It tells you where to fill all the levels inside. Oh, that's yeah, cool. That's good. Mm. I use it for uh, deciding how much milk I'll put in. <laughs> Actually, speaking of eggs, as we may slightly have been, my mother used to make a dish in which she took the white of an egg, put sugar into it, and switched it up to make foam, which yeah. is, I suppose, mm-hmm. the start of a meringue. That's but then we would eat that without any cooking and really liked it. Well, would they that do that on cocktails. Today? No. They put, they put egg white foam on they cocktails do, do, do. yeah and it makes you really sick the next day even without the alcohol <laughs> it's definitely the egg white yeah, that makes yeah, you sick not that's the alcohol it's fascinating this, you, you ask steve would that be safe today like it was it's a safe today in some ways safer because of food standards than it ever was but yep. I, I guess your question that's is true. would we um uh, deign to do such a weird yeah. and outlandish thing today but it's kind of weird how our, our, our priorities change to see like Food standards these days are, are better, but although I guess back in the day maybe um, things were fresher, there were there was less mm. food no, I, maybe. I, I completely have that old-fashioned idea that, that children do not get dirty enough these days. And <laughs> have they... you met my daughter? <laughs> Steve, is yeah, it like you to have you. an old-fashioned thought? That's very unlike you. <laughs> 
But there's more children today who suffer asthma and eczema and that sort of stuff. And I'm convinced this is partly because they, children like me and gutter snipes like me do you, mess about in puddles in the street. Do you think it is that more children suffer or is it just that back in the day they didn't know what it was so just ignored it? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. I think it's more a case of diagnosis. Yeah. More more things being mm. diagnosed than, than, than incidences in, in case. But as you say, there, there's no real way of knowing because we don't have, we don't have a consistency of recording to, to know. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I I I'm I'm not I'm not I tend more to your view, Connie. Yeah. Well, there's there probably is an element of it, but I don't know. I mean, guys, there's serious. Uh, no, I'm not accepting this. There is serious uh, <laughs> research done into the fact that we are too clean nowadays. Sir? And that yeah. when we do get something, we are not prepared for it. I always like that stat. People always bandy around the idea that, 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 that your toilet seat is cleaner than your keyboard at work. But that, that stat always yeah. strikes me as a bit daft because of course it is. Because you put Domestos on your toilet seat or indeed in, in your veins if you're the President of the United States. And, <laughs> and, yeah, so, but, that, yeah. so of course of course that's cleaner than your keyboard because you don't disinfect your keyboard. But there's not a false equivalence there though, isn't it? Because you know, as you say, Steve, germs are not necessarily a bad thing. You've, you've got to be careful and you've got to minimise and stuff. But um just because your keyboard has got more bacteria on it does not necessarily make it a bad thing. Have we ever talked about my cryptosporidium? <laughs> There's a chat up line, isn't there? <laughs> no, like I was in primary Do you have a glass four. of wine in your hand when you ask it. <laughs> buying a drink first. Kind of. I was thinking more of a sort of Star Wars ship or gun or something. When I was in primary four, I became really unwell, like really unwell. It couldn't keep anything down in anything. And doctors came did various tests etc and they said oh you've got this thing called cryptosporidium which you can only get from drinking like if you were on holiday you know they say don't drink the water well that's Mm. one of like the bacteria things or whatever and I ended up with this thing and I hadn't been on holiday hadn't been anywhere so they don't know where I got it from and I'm like the only person like one of the only people in the UK to have had it sort of randomly without reason to have it Oh, you're special. Well, I know. Yeah. You so are. I was off school for like weeks and weeks. So I was really unwell. Whose dog was that, by the way? That not was mine. my neighbour's dog, Ozzy. Oh. The dog is called Ozzy, not the neighbour. Yeah. Benson's sitting beside me because he always wonders who I'm speaking to when he can't see anybody and it's not him. Okay, we're just going to take a little break and we'll be right back after this. Chris here, stepping into Steve's usual little ad slot. Just to say, we're shortly going to be wrapping up this first season of Pass It On after a year of publishing every week. It has been massive amounts of fun for all three of us, and I hope for you too. But our success has, like Steve, been modest. We've extended the discount code for the Pass It On books to 30th of June 2020. You just have to use the word darning at checkout at dcthompsonshop.co.uk and all the episodes will stay up for a good long while so you can catch up with our earlier episodes. You can help us make a case for a second series by buying the books and telling your friends to listen to season one. Book sales and downloads help us prove that our kind, interesting little experiment is loved and wanted. And isn't that all anybody wants? Anyway, back to the show.
So as you heard in the ad break and in the last episode's ad break, um, we are uh, about to wrap up the first season of mm. Pass It On, which I'm very sad about. I'm so sad. Because mm, yeah. it has been mm. a joy. And uh, Connie, you went so far as to call it the highlight of your week. <laughs> We're trying to sort out. Highlight of my week in lockdown. <laughs> Don't get too ahead of yourself. <laughs> Uh, the bar has been set quite low um, but yeah so once we get to episode 52 so after this and there's four more episodes of this season and then we're going to uh, take a bit of a pause um, but you can help uh, people listening to this by um, telling your friends about it getting those download numbers up and also <laughs> the best thing of all is buying Steve's godforsaken books uh, on which this podcast is based because that's the, the real key measure of how well this podcast is doing is how well his books are selling um, so if you yourself would like a copy of either the Pass It On books or indeed know somebody who'd get as much out of it as we've managed to squeeze out of it over the months we've been doing this, then uh, get yourself to dcthompsonshop.co.uk. That discount code DARNING gives you 20% off uh, the books. And we'd, we'd, we'd love it if we can prove to uh, important people at DC Thompson that we should keep doing this for, for much longer. But after episode 52, a little bit of a break and we'll see how things go. But it's going to be sad not chatting to each other. It's going to be really sad. Does that mean we have to ignore each other in the corridors now? Yep. Yeah, yeah, we can't. We yes. Can't talk. Yeah. Aww. We can only talk. It's a bit like the evil overlords, and we need to fight <laughs> against them. <laughs> can I point out though? Can I point out that I have written many other books, which you can go to the DC Thompson shop and buy. My books about old football grounds, old football teams. I love that book actually. The one Steve's referring to there is called "Lifted Over the Turnstiles," and it's a book going back and looking at um, Scottish football grounds through photography, black and white photography from back in the day. And it's a really, really beautiful book. So while you're on dcthompsonshop.co.uk buying your copy of Pass It On, go and have a, a little uh, look at the other ones that we that we published. So there's some beautiful, beautiful books in there. Anyway, more tips though, Steve. What have we got next? More tips. Okay, I'm I'm going for cuteness again with this. Hit my jingle. Stuffed toys. When children have outgrown cuddly toys, remove the stuffing and make them into glove puppets. Mrs. M. M. Kilbride, 57 Whitburn Street, Glasgow. That's Isn't that cute? Oh, I love that. Yeah, that is really cute. I had two puppets when I was little. Wolfie and Larry the Lemur. And I still have them, actually. <laughs> what, what, what was Wolfie? Just, oh, you know, please. Larry, Larry was a lemur. But <laughs> we'll see the wolf, funnily enough. It's not clear. <laughs> uh, it's a really sweet idea. I wonder if you could do it so that they're um, they're still maintain their integrity. Like, can you resurrect them back into stuffed toys as well? I don't like the idea of just gutting the poor thing. <laughs> if you could, like, no, I, slit I, in and get the hand up there. I think there must be a, a removal of nether regions involved in this. <laughs> but that's a really cute idea, the idea of bringing, bringing the toy to life. That's, that's lovely. I, I'm going to see if Ada would like to do that, actually. Oh, yeah, that is cute. Right, so we're all agreed that was a good tip then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 10 out of 10. You're finishing <laughs> Actually, talking, talking about finishing on a high, we are going to do for the last ever episode of season one of the Pass It On podcast, we are going to do Steve's top five tips. We've already yes. learned early on in the run what his second favourite tip was, but we are yet to learn what his favourite was. So do you stay remember tuned for what that. it is, Steve? I certainly <laughs> can, yes. I could, in fact, even without looking at the book, I could quote it to you. Okay, it is a don't. fantastic world shattering tip. Okay. And I do I, I deny that I'm building up too much. This is the tip <laughs> of all tips, guys. Next let's, one. Um, yeah, let's have the next one and see. I mean this is this one pales into insignificance next to what we're going to get at the end. But here we go. <laughs> <laughs> jigsaw jumble. When the children receive a jigsaw as a present, 
mark each piece on the back with initials of title. When odd pieces of puzzle are found on the carpet, they're easily restored, restored even to the proper box. Mrs. McClure, 29 Broomvalls Drive, Newton Mearns. I'm giving that 10 out of 10 as well. Yeah, that's pretty good. That is good. Very, I mean, that's a yeah, lot but of You would have to... And how much time would you have to put in, into that, though? Well, you'd well, have to make it up first. Single. Well, no, you wouldn't, actually. Well, when you're... <laughs> they're, they're not... Bait, bear in mind, we're not talking thousand pieces here for kids' jigsaws. That's jigsaw. true. It's like, you know, yeah, 20, 40 true. pieces. Mm. You could also just do a little dot of colour, couldn't you? Rather yeah, than writing on initials, yeah. depending on how many jigsaws you have in your acquaintance. We had a text from my mother-in-law the other day who listens to this podcast. So hello, Margaret. Um, we had a text from her the other hello, day Margaret. asking us if we had any uh, adult jigsaws that we could give her. And she later <laughs> clarified she meant as in like thousand piece jigsaws, not as in erotic <laughs> jigsaws. <laughs> and did you? Did you have any? Uh, no, we do, we're not big on jigsaws. Connie, do you have any jigsaws in your around your No, person? but I was actually, I did actually watch a video on Instagram, Facebook, some social platform of someone doing like a 10,000 piece and it was like the size of their living room and it was really, and it was like a colour chart. It was really satisfying. And then I thought... I could geek out with that. One of the best things, of course, that we've seen in recent years is um, most jigsaw makers will use the same patterns for the sit for multiple jigsaws, so the different pictures, but the same pattern pieces, so you can mix and match them. So you mm. could oh. people have done these amazing things where they you know have a jigsaw of a train and put a horse's face on it because you can jigsaw mm. in the bits from the other puzzle of a, of a horse um, because mm. all the patterns pieces all match up. You could do one with Steve's face and a horse's bum. Could you? <laughs> would you? How would no. you know which end was which? It would be, it would be funny. <laughs> um, actually, my beard is growing. I could look like the back end of a horse, a white did horse. Di Steve, did you send the photo to Chris for Twitter of you and your dressing I gown? I sent him a, uh, an older posed shot. I never saw it. Is it on Twitter? It's on Twitter, yeah. It's on at the Pass It On Pod. Oh, he, uh, so yeah, in the last episode, we'd ask Steve to take a selfie uh, with his Dundee United <laughs> scarf on, but he chickened out. Uh, I think it was because he didn't want to display the, the sheer might and majesty of the marble and gold <laughs> gilt inlay of uh, Finning Towers in Grinistry. Um But he sent us a, a, a proper author shot from um, when he launched Arabs Away, one of his other books. Yeah, I'm it was, uh, I think sexy is the word you're looking for. That's not oh. the word I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, that, that noise Connie just made is more in line with where I'd go. Oh. <laughs> no, anyway, Steve, noise. you've done a really good job with these tips. There have been lots of good tips. I know. I'm do you think am, I, am I out of time? Can I jingle one more? So we, we do one more? One. I've got one that's all to do with homeschooling. School jotters. Jotters have an annoying way of turning up at the corners. To prevent this, Cut off the bottom two corners of an envelope and slip the jotter corners into these pockets. Mrs. M. Abbott, 160 Colerain Street, Glasgow. Oh, I used to love oh, wrapping so up my jotters at school. I miss all you that. You used to stuff. love doing that what so to your fun. jotters? Used to wrap, we used to get told to wrap them up in like wrapping paper or brown paper or yeah, something. I used yeah, to love doing uh, that. I remember, I've yep. got a really clear memory one year of getting, um, goodness, we got it from my uncle, he used to be a painter and decorator, maybe from him, but we got, uh, I had a jotter that was wrapped in some Artex wallpaper, so mm. the wrapping was thicker than the jotter itself. <laughs> <laughs> that was but good. I think that tip's a really good one. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, it's good. Mm, I'm impressed. Can I give you one more? Just oh, one, just one. Oh, God, yes. 
Jingle Me. Fairy Parasols. A treat for the kiddies party can be made as follows. Coat the outside of ice cream cones with a thin water icing and roll lightly in hundreds and thousands. Leave to dry, make a jelly and when cool and on the verge of setting, fill the cones and insert half a drinking straw. El Hook, Two Oakwood Villas, Alnwick. Doesn't that sound fun? That is cute. My granny used to make us a green jelly coconut mushroom forest. Green so like green, jelly. Green, green, green jelly, jelly on the bottom. <laughs> green jelly on just, the bottom. There's a lot bottom. of words there in a row that I'm just trying to work with. Green jelly, coconut Green jelly mushroom. for the grass. Oh, are you having a stroke, Connor? <laughs> <laughs> Hope not. Green jelly for the grass. And then she would put in little, co- you know, like coconut mushrooms. The sweeties. Yes. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and other sweeties. various, yeah, other like flumps for trees and things. She used to make us a thing, a big pudding like that. But it was jelly, basically. Jelly with sweets, basically, but she always made it look like a forest <laughs> with the coconut. That sounds right. It was, that, it sounds was, like, uh, yeah. that sounds like as much work as Steve's tip, because Steve's tip sounds like a lot of work that I don't think and I'm yeah, prepared to yeah, put Yeah, it's a lot of work. Yep, that's for the housewife who has time But it was very hands. satisfying for us as children. That sounds Definitely. good. Connie, make that for us coming back to work. No. <laughs> no, because we won't be speaking then because oh. we're not friends anymore after passing on. <laughs> were we serious with that? No. Oh, I was going to talk to you. Well, well I'll now. consider it. I'll consider it. That is us for today, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Join us again next week. I have no idea what is in store for us next week, but I'm sure it will be great fun. I do. Join us again when we will be discussing more madness or possibly genius from the households of Scotland in the 1950s and from us here in Scotland today. See you then. 